Hello and welcome into the Section 109 podcast. That was a good sound, Matthew. Hold on. Hey. All right. Uh, I should have brought a bottle opener. That's going to get uh, interesting later. Wait, I think you. I have one. I've got you. Oh, good. Oh, good. A professional. Well, I'm here with two professionals of different professions. Uh, Matthew, the professional drinker, and Paul Rustand, the brand czar and now chairman of the board of Chattanooga Football Club. Yes, I'm here. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And if, if listeners are wondering why we sound like we gargled rocks mm-hmm. uh, immediately prior to this, and not in a good way. It's because we did. It's because we did. Uh, Kennesaw rocks. We did a lot of <laughs> yelling at the uh, game last night, and it was a lovely time despite the result. Yes. Um, but yeah, how, uh, how are you guys feeling? Um, how was getting up this morning? Yeah, talk me through uh, your mornings after the sadness slash party that last night was. Yes, so mine, I felt like I processed a lot last night, kind of on the drive home with the the two members of my family that went with me. I felt like in a pretty good place. I felt like, you know, I, I take cheering for my teams a little way too seriously. Like, um, I think I've mentioned before. I'm uh-huh, a I feel that. North Carolina basketball fan, and at certain points in the season, I just can't watch. I, I have to, like, keep track of it on a phone, not seeing the actual game happening, just kind of getting periodic scores because the stress is just too much, particularly when you're playing Duke. As a Xavier basketball <laughs> fan, I would not watch for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Matthew, how did you wake up this morning? I see you didn't go to work. Uh, well, listen, I uh, I can work from home on, on some days, and I worked from home uh, today, and it was a good life choice because I was dead. Um, I can I, imagine. I, I forgot. So it's been three years now since we've had a way uh, close enough game a, to travel to. I guess and that, a, big ro- a big road game. La- yeah. Last year we had the the uh, Georgia Revolution game, which was midweek. Yes, and on the road, and we had a nice, we had a good contingent at that, but it didn't have the same meaning because it was the Independent Cup. It wasn't the U.S. Open Cup. <laughs> it correct. was. It was yes. just. It was just a friendly. It wasn't even an Independent Cup game. Oh, that's right. Oh, right. Yeah, You're right. I thought that was Independent in Cup. No, no, not last no. year. Yeah. We, were just, oh, yeah. we were just hanging out. Um. So like last night meant something, like the first like true game that mattered, in on the road close in three years, um, the first I mean like it, it was it was a fantastic experience you know first time playing an MLS team in a competitive match, mm-hmm. um, ended up being our biggest loss in club history. Yes. Yep, uh, and which, our and our most lopsided loss in club history too. Yes. Because we lost 5 nothing once before to the Atlanta Silverbacks, and we got beat badly in that game. First time we played Atlanta United was 4-0 right. um, to Atlanta United. But I felt like this was a much more comprehensive victory on their part. Uh, and I think a lot of that was, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, I think that that was very much by design for them. I think they took this game very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. As seriously as, I mean, it, it wasn't an MLS game, right? It wasn't every single starter from the first minute. But it was they pretty started, close. They started two designated players and then brought one off the bench at halftime, up three mm-hmm. zero. Mm-hmm. They, they were taking they were they were taking it they seriously. Yeah. Uh, and and honestly, I saw when I saw the lineup come out uh, when we were still at the pre match bar. Uh, when Atlanta United met, when their lineup came out, I was just like, okay, well, y- yep, <laughs> we're gonna have some fun tonight. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was hoping. I was really hoping for some heavy rotation. I was hoping for some two players, um, and that didn't happen. Nope. I don't think they played a single player off the two team. I don't believe so. No. Yeah. So, but like overall, overall, it was, it was just fantastic to have, you know, two three hundred people like drive down on a weeknight 
Yeah, how many how many people do you guys think were actually there? I know we talked about this earlier, but like, do you have any like strong opinions? Because I don't know. Yeah, my gut tells me it's upwards of five hundred in our section. I think you're exactly right. Um, I felt like there's a. I was surprised walking in how many Chattanooga shirts and jackets and scarves mm-hmm. I was seeing of people who were clearly not hooligans. So yes, yeah. I wonder how many just stayed in their seats, spread out. That was that was possibly some of the the best thing to see too mm-hmm. uh it's just so many people not not just chatted hooligans completely bought in and, and traveling and, and doing it i also saw some families that this was interesting at, to me at least at the bar beforehand we had a, a meetup at a miller's ale house lovely time shout out to them they'll never hear this but they were wonderfully accommodating and i saw several families come in that was like two kids in cfc jerseys and like one parent in a cfc jersey then another kid in an atlanta united jersey and like dad in an atlanta united jersey some like split households which <laughs> first of all you should all be in cfc blue but I love that they weren't all in Atlanta gear, right? Like, obviously, if that family's got Atlanta gear, that means they're Atlanta United fans. They didn't choose, at least as a full unit, to root for Atlanta United for that game. Yeah, They chose to root for at least CFC, a big portion of them. And that's I think that's super cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was just, it was just such an incredible time to, to have so many people to, to hang out. Uh, I mean, like, listen, the, I think the second half... The second half was a party. Yep. In our in our section, like we were yes. down, we were losing, like we were not coming back. Like yep. Yep. the re- the result was was not in doubt whatsoever. <laughs> That's true. And I mean, maybe maybe for you. And I still I still believed. Hope springs eternal. It does. Until until the fifth goal went in, then I was like, all right. <laughs> and, and but like it was just it was just a party. Like we we started doing some of the, like you know in the section we started doing some of the, like the greatest hit songs that we normally do like in blowouts when we're winning. Uh, and we decided just to sing loud and sing for the f- sing for the guys and you know make our make our presence felt. And look, I think that based on their reaction after the game when they came up and you know high fives and and claps or whatever else, I think they felt the the love. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. which I, which is the most important thing to me. Like I think they felt the support and they felt the love and they felt that we were you know proud of them. Yeah. No matter what happened, like it's a you don't want to lose, but. Also, you want someone to represent your city well, and I felt like, regardless of the result, which was not ideal, mm-hmm. they represented the city well last night. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they did not quit. They kept fighting, even though it was a difficult fight. Um, I was really proud of that. I, I felt like, and more importantly, down a few goals, they kept trying to play the yes. way that Rod wants them to play. Yes, like trying to play out of the back, trying to, which is hard as a fan to watch, yes. but. Yeah, it's a, it's an important commitment though, right? They didn't they never quit on the, themselves or the team or, you know. Well, I, yeah, their I ethos. All of us have seen the Mourinho tactic in Barcelona way back in 2010. And That's one of the things that made me a soccer just, fan. God bless it, by the way. It was amazing, but it was hard to watch. I mean, <laughs> maybe for you, bunker encounters the best. <laughs> Matt, now that now that we play uh, prettier soccer, Matthew has swung all the other it's all the way the other way. <laughs> He's just making sure to take the opposite view of whatever is uh, in vogue. Absolutely, well, you not. know, there as many a game has been won that way. Uh, yeah. As it- Italian fans, we we saw North Macedonia somehow yeah. pull it out. So yes, yeah. it's, it's a strategy. It's yeah. a, but I never, I never finished my my thoughts. Yes. Like I, I felt pretty good last night. Went to bed around one. Woke up this morning around seven. Had a chance to kind of go back to bed, and I couldn't. I, I just kind of <laughs> drifted back to. Six to zero. What are the other teams in our league doing? Is it, it, that's the part that hurts? Uh, it's just like argh. so. Um, this mo- 
today's been a little harder. I've had to kind of just make sure my mind stays off of it. Uh, but yeah, while I'll, there are many things to be proud of and, you know, certainly should be no surprise um, for a team where we don't even have, you know, sort of 1% of their payroll um, that we would be able to match them pound for pound. Um, I, you know, I think there's a, a lot of positive to take away, but it, of course it hurts. You know, you don't, don't you never, you never want to lose. We no play matter, to win. No matter who you're playing. Play to win. What's you play to win the game. Like it, that's always you the don't thing. Play just to play. Um, so what, what would you guys, I thought like six zero was a little harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, they were a lot better than us. I don't think they were six zero better than us. Do you guys feel there's a different, more fair score of representative of last night? I said mine earlier. Do you want to? It's literally the most expensive roster in MLS. It's the most expensive roster in MLS history. So six zero felt like good last I night. I mean, unless unless you're uh, actually counting the money that uh, that Ibrahimovic was being paid in endorsement deals instead of LA Galaxy roster spend. Uh, <laughs> so what do you feel like, about uh, the goal that was called back for us? Was that a fair call? Uh, so I've only ever seen it live and then on the video board when they replayed it. Um, I've seen that foul given all the time. It's, I mean, like, I think, I think goalkeepers should be, you know, not be soft as Charmin. Um, cause like stripling goes straight up, but yeah, I felt the goalie was an arm's length away from him and the goalie jumped into him. Yeah. So I don't see how yeah, that's it's stripling. not a it, stripling doesn't even see him. He's just jumping up yeah. to get the ball. It's just, it's just a referee and an MLS goalkeeper. Yeah. And we're going to call that because that's what we do. Yeah. And that's how the referee was all night. Uh, I think Paul and I actually agree. I think 4-1 was probably a lot more indicative of... So we had eight corners. If you go back and look at the... Like, we had a reasonable amount of things that just resulted in them not getting the bounce, right? Tackles that, like, bounced off of three things and them taking the ball. Like, even 4-0 would feel a lot more. The six, the extra two goals felt harsh for the guys, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. But I got to go back and rewatch. Yeah. I, th- I think we'll find that there's at least a couple that were really self-inflicted that we could have kept two from happening, I think. Pro- probably. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I don't, I've, I've not once actually thought about like, oh man, like it was 6-0. It wasn't like, you know, 4-3 or whatever. Like it hasn't even crossed my mind. Uh, That's good, good for you. And that's may, better, and, and way maybe, better for him. And, and maybe Look how mature he is, how emotionally mature he is. Maybe that's probably me and like, Me and Paul I, wake I, up this morning angry, both of us. Honestly, it's probably because I priced it in like earlier. He like, did at the bar. He goes, have you seen the lineup yet? And I was like, no, what? And he goes, oh, they're playing their starters. <laughs> and then he turns the phone to me and he goes, he goes, this guy's a starter, whatever, whatever. And then he goes, we're going to lose like five, nothing or so. I think you said five, nothing actually. Okay. Like, I think that you said that at the bar and it was six, nothing. So I was just putting in probably just like, a, you know, a number out there. I just like, thought like when we was three Oh at half and this is, I think actually the greatest sign of respect from last night when it was three Oh at half, I figured they would sub in a few backups and in the second half they might get one and maybe we'd get one and it'd be some, that's maybe that's why four one felt a little more fair. Yeah. And like a couple of those goals in the second half, I thought were a little soft, but no, no, they subbed on the most expensive player in MLS history. Right. And so like, but, and they, and they kept pressing, they turned up when they were struggling to create chances. They just started pressing. Yeah. Like, and that's a really nice sign of respect. Like, it sucks, but it's also, they didn't, t- they took that game seriously. They were leaving it in the challenges. They were pushing guys a little bit out of bounds. They were yeah. leaving a little bit oh, in yeah. on those. Like, yeah. I mean, Stripling and I think Dom Dwyer or Stripling and somebody were like 
had to be separated at one point, not because of a dirty play, but because they were jawing at each other. Yep. And because I think it was Dom Dwyer wouldn't shut up. It was Dwyer. Yeah. Like, but I, Dom Dwyer is just pissed because he actually found what level he can compete at. And it's Nisa. <laughs> <laughs> An Atlanta fan did say that to us during the game. Um, but I do think that that shows how much they respected us because it was Archie. We did not play dirty last night. There was not like scuffles because somebody got frustrated and slid and took somebody out. And that, like, and that can happen a decent absolutely. amount when, in, yeah. in, in, in an ass kicking type game. And that didn't happen vastly different levels. That didn't happen sure. at all, but they were frustrated and so uh, amped up for it. Like, and that's, that's respect to them and respect to us. Cause they did not just play their backups and believe they could mm-hmm. believe they could take it, take care of business. But anyway, let's talk about something uh, happier. <laughs> um, Paul, I think, the thing that's most timely outside of that game is we just released the jerseys for 2022, what, two weeks ago, give yes, or take? Correct. First of all, how did you get jerseys uh, so quickly, like in hand for people after the jersey release? I feel like it's usually a giant to do. And then this time it felt like it all came together really fast. Like, was that luck? Was that pre planning? Did we just not know what was going on? Like, yes. Uh, well, so. <laughs> He just goes, yes. Yeah, all of the above. <laughs> luck, definitely luck. Um, but, to, you know, all sort of props to both the front office and how uh, and David and how they run merch and everything, the planning, you know, we're they're not new to the game and they know what to do. Um, we did have, you know, sponsors sign in at the 11th hour, and that, that's because these were designed by end of November last year and ready Got to go. Got it. So – we were just waiting on sponsors. So, you know, fortunately, it turned out awesome. Um, we got a great sponsor. And yeah, welcome back, VW. Welcome back, VW. Also, um, uh, shout out Madison. Uh, yes. And, and if you're listening to this, we're going to invite you on the podcast soon. Also, Madison, well, sorry if you're listening to this. Don't listen to this. It's a bad podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you listen when Paul's on, but the rest, the rest of the time, don't listen. Yeah. And Canute at, at VW yes. made it happen. That's uh, so, and that's such a, like, such a good return to form. I love it. Like, I love having VW back. Like, I have no problem with Louisiana hot sauce. I was not one of the people that was exactly. mad about the square. However, VW and Chattanooga Football Club go back to 20, 2009, excuse yes. me. Yep. So, like, I was going to say 2010, but 20, 2009. Yep. So, like, that's a piece of our history that it's cool to have kind of back. Yes. Yeah. And that's such a logical connection with just their whole history with soccer in general. Um, so, that's a lot of the, the reason. So, we wanted to have it for the first game but it just could not happen for fans to have jerseys and we thought it would not be fair to trot out the players in these cool jerseys and say oh you guys can get them in a few weeks so that was kind of the the plan of attack so launching when we had jerseys for fans which uh, i think even then was still just the home jerseys were the yeah. only ones available for sale at that point um but Hummel is a great partner. I think they make them here in the USA, so it's a lot, lot faster mm. um, than some of the other vendors. Probably even when, probably when Hummel before COVID, uh, I think they had stuff made in China. So the, that that is extra economical, um, but it does take a lot longer. So that that's kind of the scenario. I think it was Jeremy and David being really smart in how to do it. So. Gotcha. I'm glad it seems quick. <laughs> yeah, no, to me it did. To me it seemed like it came all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually, I, I feel like usually we hear rumblings and then we like, I don't know, I just felt like the second I started hearing rumblings, a week later they were here. Mm-hmm. And the jersey release was happening. So that just, that felt good. Yep. Um, and again, maybe that's just my, how, how it felt to me. The jersey, so we have a green goalkeeper, 
mm-hmm. a what would you call that plum goalkeeper? Oh, uh, purple go- Fort Saviola. Oh my man! My man is definitely a plum goal. Oh, I love I love it. Uh, the light blue away or secondary, not not yeah, away, yeah. and then the primary uh, dark blue. Yeah. Were those always the color uh, choices? Were you thinking through other things? Like how did those kind of? And then if you could take people through. Um, kind of the design process, like how do you go from, excuse me, nothing, you know, you don't have jerseys for next year to going, we want to make jerseys for next year. Do you just go to your designers? Hey, here's ideas. Do you let them all come to you? Like how does the whole process work? So normally the process will, will work where um, there's sort of, probably somebody's made some sort of a comment, whether it, it's me seeing something or just somebody in the organization who's seen a, a cool thing and introduces that idea there's always that point where we go well there's tons of stuff we didn't use from last year let's look at those and for some reason it's never ever happened that you look <laughs> back at those and go make sure that one gets in i don't know why they don't ever not even in. a single design not even a single one there's some really i mean we're just building this vast library of really cool stuff um that uh, it just doesn't seem to make it and then of course you know, the designers working on it, even if they made some cool stuff last year, they want to make something new. There's something exciting about just kind of, no, this is different. We're, we're trying to tackle something from this year. And so I'll try to give some guidance. So I think the one that, that uh, didn't make it, there's always some weird goal, goalie colors that are mixed in. You know, I think there was some yellows this year. Uh, I'm trying to remember what else. I don't think there was a black, but. But there were some odd colors, some dark oranges. Black goalkeeper would be tough for the summer because how hot it is. Yes, but exactly. it could look awesome. Could black look socks awesome. on black shorts, like total just blackout yeah. top to bottom could yeah. be, look great. It could look awesome. Um, and so there, there's definitely white in the mix just in case. Um, we had the advantage this year of having those gold owner jerseys. So we really only needed to kind of cover the bases. So the problem that happens is anytime you play a royal blue team, Refs are not going to let Navy and not going to let Sky Blue. Uh, so apparently, they're blind. Yeah, they can't see the difference between Sky Blue and Royal Blue? I know. it's. Crazy. I do understand Navy and, and Royal. Yes, but like Navy and Royal make sense. But, I mean, particularly if you're, like, mixing in, I don't know. I don't understand it. But the refs will Yeah, not especially because it's light blue and it's white socks and white shorts. Mm-hmm. Yep. But the refs, they won't. Jordan says they won't. They won't. I mean, it is up to the referees. They decide what they can distinguish. And if they can't distinguish it, you yep. better go change into yep. something else. Yeah. So normally that's a problem. But the fact that we had that kind of that third, that alternate of the gold. So really, we have five jerseys this year. Just we debuted the gold jersey last year. Correct. That is correct. Um, so then, the de- you know, you, uh, I don't really know that I gave the designers much direction this year because we have two really soccer fanatics. I think... Lots of people had given, like, Charlie Milburn's been big into kind of these retro collared jerseys with a <laughs> horizontal stripe, which we made a one that looks really cool, but is just enough to be like, I don't know, it quite feels soccer jersey. I think if we get the collar right, but uh, that was, I should have brought that one tonight. It was a pretty cool one. Um, that one was really loved or hated it, it uh, too polarizing was that, was was that the one that sam or, click was wearing so sam click was wearing a singular and i i, I was going to ask that same question so i think what I, what he told us and I, i'm sorry sam if you're listening and I, i'm butchering what you said I'd, I'd had a few drinks but i think he said hummel sent out some things that they were suggesting 
and then you know those were some of the suggestions but like it was so it's like a one-off it's a singular so it's a it looks like a button-up shirt almost mm -hmm. that was it's like got, a polo yeah. it's got a yellow stripe or a gold mm -hmm. stripe all the way around oh i think it's all the way around maybe just the whole front but it's gold stripe white stripe and then um another i think it's another stripe and then it's, it's just like it's gold it's a gold stripe and it's a navy stripe and it's just the two and they're they're like right where they meet in the middle of the crest uh, like so, like they're maybe oh, an inch thick or so. Yeah, that must and then have it's been a, and then it's a white shirt from there on, and it's white on top as well. Yeah, it looks like a sport shirt, and like then, a and golf then the, shirt. The collar is that gold. might be the one that Noah designed. It that might be it. It I'll it looks like that, that design yeah, should actually become like you know like those those polos that we give the, the guys like to travel so with. Cool. Exactly. That, that is exactly what that shirt exactly. should be. That that's exactly what everybody said when they saw that. Like. <laughs> Not a jersey. Team travel polo. That's really cool, though. <laughs> so, like, I wonder if at some point you might look back at 13 years of jerseys and, and 13 years of designs, which I'm assuming you have most of access to. Yes. Still, like, would would you ever look back at them and go, okay, we want to do retro jersey runs of what could have been in the sense that you go, okay, this is the jersey that should have got made. It never got made. It's never going to get made. So we're going to do a run of these for, you know, X, Y, or Z. Yeah, we've been talking about that with David. He's, he said, let's let's do that. Let's do some of these ones that have never got made because we can keep it in real small edition. And just Yeah, you could do pre-orders. Yeah, exactly. You could do big, big. You can see how popular they're going to be ahead of time and just kind of go from there. But yeah, there's a lot in the mix. The thing that I'll say is every, as a designer, there's a certain degree of minimalism that you just gravitate towards. Mm. And I, I just get pushback from most of the staff and certainly the merchandise people. Like, that's not flashy enough. We're not going to sell enough of those. I'm like, a lot, a lot of people wear pretty plain clothes. I, I think we could pull it off, especially if you have l l nice little finishes and touches to it. I, I think it could be really pretty cool. But I, I seem to lose most of these recent years for a little bit flashier. So what I'm proud of is the Navy is this pattern that's really noticeable in the green keeper and somewhat in the... Is it truly the same pattern as the so those the three the they're related they're all slightly different variations of each other and they're not exactly the same but they're virtually the same. Gotcha because it's much more subtle. Mm -hmm. in I, that one. So I was love, that on per, was that on purpose or was that like yes. we talked about in the last podcast where they said the wrong no, color? No, these turned out like they were supposed to. <laughs> Props Hummel, shout out to Hummel yeah, for getting the colors. Hummel, <laughs> the colors they, right. They have yeah they have really honed in on the colors and. We get the samples in. It's usually some mistake we made, not any of theirs. Now that's good. That's a big it's change. A big change. So for Anaria, uh, <coughs> um. <laughs> uh, so speaking since we're on the Navy right now, I love the subtlety uh, that where like it, the Navy looks essentially plain. Exactly, mm -hmm. I do too. Uh, I I love that. So I didn't realize there was a big pattern to it, but I have I have seen it up close, but I haven't really like held one in my hands. Yeah. I haven't bought one yet. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not that noticeable, which is, is what I absolutely love about it. So to me, I think that's my favorite. But man, there's just things about the others. I, I'm just a fan of the sky blue. I really wish we had more of that in our history. Um, I love the sky blue. I love that sky. The sky blues, either the sky blue or the the um, the Forza Fiorentina, the Forza Viola, is growing on me. That that purple jersey has been not that I didn't like it to begin with, but it's like starting to pass the other jerseys. Yeah. So that's my favorite green you guys have ever done. Mm -hmm. I haven't always liked the green goalkeeper jerseys; yes. they've just been okay. Yeah, um, but I really like this green goalkeeper. Yeah, it's it's toned. She toned it down. Emily did 
the three to the the left, which are the ones all with the same pattern in it. And then Mark d- did the one over, and there's a jersey for the women that'll be related to the that purple goalkeeper. Awesome. So it'll be it'll look like the men's when you glance at it, but the pattern is different enough that when you have them both next to each other, it'll look pretty cool. Rabbit trail here. The women's crest or secondary crest or whatever we want to yes. call First of all, do we refer to it as the women's crest? Do we refer to it as a secondary crest? How do you prefer to refer to it as? Gosh, well, the women's committee and everybody in the merchandise has been referring to it as the women's crest. Um, I don't know. It, it's probably a secondary crest because then there's sort of the third crest is kind of the all all white and dark to represent both the teams is what the plan is. I don't know. Gotcha. We still have to flesh all that out. Um, so yeah, I think it's fair to say women. I think their hope is that when you see sky blue, that's what I've been associating. You're going to say, Oh, that's the women. So how did that, I don't want to call it a redesign, but like that evolution or whatever happened. Did you always have that in your back pocket or no, I did not think that of that at all. That was, uh, Either it was David or it was someone mentioned it to David, but he's the one who came to me with that idea. And at first I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. You're not, you don't like changing the colors of the crest, right? No, well, we've only, we've got one I'm crest to, we're going to be like the best teams in the world. So, well, well, even let's just look to Wolfsburg who has an incredibly good women's team. They have the same logo. There's yeah. no distinction in their logo. Now they have to go to all this trouble in other places to, mention men's or women's and so that's the thought is that certainly mm. in social media you can have this visual cue of like oh it's sky blue i know i'm looking at women's stuff you know it's navy blue i know i'm looking at the men's stuff which there's that's kind of what won me over i was like oh okay that's that's kind of an easy way to just always say cfc not always be having to add chattanooga fc women chattanooga fc men you know interesting in a way so we'll see how that works out um but that's that's kind of uh, the logic behind it that won me over. Um, and uh, there's precedent. We've done the sky, uh, in, a, in the logo once or twice before, just because it looked better on the Jersey that way, like, like on the, the gold jerseys from mm-hmm. the infamous 2016. <laughs> so you, okay. So you, you didn't have to sit down and go, okay, I got to make a new, new colored logo. Like you knew like, okay, like I have this point of reference, I'm not sure if I'm sold on this, but like, let's, you know, let's flesh it out. Let's see what it looks like. Correct. Yeah. And then like, I think it's a banger of a logo. Like I think I, if you would just came and told me, like I would say, like you said, the women's team and the men's team should wear the same crest period. I think they should be the same jerseys. Yes. However, a bunch of women have told me um, that, Hey, no, we, we think that it should be differentiated a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like it's separate, but equal, but in a positive way. It's yes. like, we want you like, just like you said, you want to look at the thing and be like, okay, we're, we're separate, but only so that you know who we're talking about, not separate because we want to keep you separate. Correct. Otherwise we're all the same, because which is you're lesser than or whatever. Right. Exactly. Which is really, really a positive message that I wouldn't have. I, w- I mean, luckily I didn't have any input here at all. Like yeah. luckily somebody <laughs> else smarter than me had that input. Cause then once everybody like came out with it, I was like, Oh, yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Like that makes sense. Yeah. It was, it was definitely one of those that I was kind of trusting the input of a lot of other people. To me, it made logical sense, but I was like, I don't know. Frankly, I would have been a little bit nervous that, that there might be that aspect of like, Hey, how come we're not to Chattanooga football club? What's the deal? Like, well, yeah, I think it's you just a color yeah. flip. That's all. And the color flip in this case accentuates something it doesn't take away from precisely. And precisely. it wasn't done to keep them separate. It was, to differentiate so you knew like hey this is positive plus there's so much cool merch you can do with that logo oh my gosh for sure like it's 
It's awesome. Yeah, David's really excited. He hasn't shown me all the stuff he's got lined up, but he's pretty excited. That's that's awesome. So anyway, back to these jerseys. Sorry, I just I had never, <laughs> I hadn't got to ask anybody how that logo came out. Yeah. So, um, so did one of these come out first, or does one of the, the designer does a whole slew of them? Like, how does that you know how does that come through yep. creatively? Yeah. So the every de- designer is different, but they all seem to work on things as part of a system, and so. Uh, it's kind of fun for them to try out different ways to do it. So the kind of outlier here is the plum colored uh, keeper Jersey. That's kind of got this Chevron in it. And he had built a system with all the jerseys having these sort of versions of Chevron. So some going up, some going down, some going over on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's just kind of how they worked is to try to find ways to relate things. Um, so that they're, when you see them, they're like a family, but they're not necessarily all exactly the same. And I don't think anybody, Noah, Noah might have done some sets that were really very different from Jersey to Jersey. They didn't necessarily carry that theme through. But it's funny, you know, we had a rather large polling group, probably 40 people. Um, and some of them would just say they're soccer people and they don't get design at all. But most of them are, are pretty savvy in sort of their design tastes so and this this set kept rising to the top um, and was this was that plum jersey always included in this set because it was no, no that was one that just kind of kept getting picked out. everyone said like hey and ranking that one really high individually so that's where we're like maybe if it's the secondary goalkeeper it can be a little weird i don't know um to me i kind of don't like that it doesn't fit the family but it's such a beautiful jersey it's one of those that you're like well, if that gives us a way to introduce a couple more of those, I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, you could do... Have, I'm curious. Why have you never done a gold goalkeeper jersey? I know we've warned... Of, I have introduced them like crazy. That they just don't... Just never gets picked. They somehow get outranked. Like So this year, there was just one purple out of all the initial drafts, which is probably 40 different jerseys, uh, maybe 10 different sets. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that just so many people commented on. Purple. You need to work that purple in there. Uh, and so the rest of the jerseys in this set are you can you can use them or not use them, but this purple <laughs> one you have to use. Uh, well, and even then they would say like you know this purple not don't really like this design. Move this purple over to, the, to these two sets over here. How people would talk about it. So we kind of kept moving it through the phases, and they, they kept getting getting pushed to the top in yeah. their attention. Oh, it makes sense, and it's a banger of a jersey. Yeah. I love the color juxtaposition. I the. I, I we've had, I feel like we've had a couple of years where we haven't always had four that had sim or three that had similar design elements. Sometimes we've had like Correct. completely different. So I don't I'm not attached to that. Matthew has some things he's attached to, but yeah. yeah, I just want jerseys to look good, and I think these look awesome. They turned out really well. Were you nervous about the reception? Oh yes, I hate those things. <laughs> Even when it goes well, I, I don't know. Uh, as I'm older and talking with people who live in the therapy world, there's like. If you can't take a compliment, that's a problem. You you have a, a self-esteem <laughs> problem you need to work on. So I'm trying to work on it, you know. But th- there's there's something in me that I don't really trust compliments, you know. I can sure. see people saying something nice just to say something nice when they don't really think it. Yeah, and They like you, but they might I not like your work. <laughs> put myself in that environment, yeah. Of course, yeah. of course. As a designer, I mean, every day I'm hearing somebody tell me what they don't like about what I do. You know. So you're primed for that. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a particular favorite of these four? I know it's like picking a child, but is there one that sticks out that's like, that's that's the one? I'm going to say the Navy, I think. 
because of that that su- surprise. You just don't know anything's there. And you're like, oh, that's a plain jersey. And then you get up close on it. And you're like, oh, there's a lot going on there that I can't really see. I, I always like that that aspect of it. Matthew, I would be same question. I would be navy for the same reasoning, uh, with the exception of the purple goalkeeper jersey, which should be our primary goalkeeper jersey. Yeah, I agree with that because that's straight fire. I mean, I agree with that that it should be the primary one. But, but I don't. I like the green. I like the green too. I don't mind the green. See, I don't. Yeah, I don't. That's fair. Uh, I like the light blue. Mm-hmm. I like that light blue and white. I like the contrast. I like the pattern, like that light blue, and I like the white. Like I don't always like the change. Like sometimes I like the the like the I like navy head to toe on the navy. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't want, no, no, that's wrong. You're wrong. But I like I like Matthew as a particular uh, uh, bone to pick here. But uh, I love. <laughs> I remember this from last time. <laughs> I love. Uh, yeah, he's still he's still in it. But I love the uh, well, the Matthew, juxtaposition. These are not hard and fast. You can mix shorts and socks. It's it's easy to do. We wear we wear navy at home. <laughs> no, no, no. You shorts. want us to. You we want wear us white to. shorts at home with navy socks. That is our home jersey. Is it? I don't think it is. It hasn't been. It actually has not been used in concept. I don't think for since like, not since Crossman. Crossman since was the one. 20, 2015. He we, would not we, listen to me. He just did whatever he wanted to. <laughs> we're wearing white, blue, white. Go. Like Brian, we're at home. <laughs> oh yeah, all white. No, Brian, <laughs> navy. No, no, no. That's a way. What's wrong with you? We're always white at home. 2015, uh, we would wear we would wear navy, white, navy, mm-hmm. and that's true. We did do that, and and it was and it was and partially and it was partially a like a throwback a good jersey. To, yeah, it was partially was a throwback, throwback to the old that's days. Exactly right. Yeah. But that like that is that is our home color. Well, I'll talk to them and see if they can do that. There's no reason if we plan with the other team what they're wearing. We could do navy, white, navy. That would work just great. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Navy, white, navy would also look. So the only reason good. we don't have like. All sky or sky white sky is just uh, Hummel doesn't have socks that are close to our sky. Got it. That makes that yeah, navy looks good though. The navy's close. The navy's great. Yeah. You didn't think you didn't? I should say think of. That's not the right thing I was trying to say. You didn't want to do green socks. No, we did. I don't think they had them, so that's where we went with the navy. Navy. That doesn't have green. No. Yeah. Those are we had to deal with sock as far as socks go. So that's why you have the black uh, socks and shorts for the. Oh, uh, so they don't make custom socks for us. They don't. I assume you could pay a ton of money for whatever, but we do the custom Probably jerseys. Not pay a ton of money. Um, Thomas Lee at uh, Sockwell was a soccer player, and they they make socks, and he keeps saying, "I can make a better soccer sock than anybody out there." But <laughs> we've never just convinced him. Like, can you make us like? 25 samples. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the right exactly the right color well, that we exactly want. Exactly the right color. They could totally do exactly the right color. They make really good socks. But, yeah, we've never gotten to that point. For a while, it was the whole story of uh, Bill Elliott being Lieutenant Dan, and he had a particular <laughs> type of sock that he wanted colors be damned. And so uh, that was it. I don't know what... The you know what Peter was like or what Rod is like. I, I'm guessing they don't care as much. Like I don't. Think, players, I don't think whatever so. the players like wear the socks. That makes sense. That's that's fantastic. Um, was like, anything else about the jerseys? I, I I was I keep looking at the that's sky. my voice. Cra- that's my voice cracks. <laughs> Same. I keep looking at the sky jersey, and I mean like the pattern is is not my favorite pattern in the world, uh, but the way. The sky, the it looks good on the sky, mm-hmm. not not necessarily like looking at a photo of it, like mm-hmm. we have pulled up on the CFC website right now. Like on the field, it looks good. Yes, 
Yeah, well, that's what sold me for sure on this guy. I like this guy anyway, but like yeah. then when I saw it on the field, it's yeah. that's my favorite. And uh, I think back to I think back to the 2019 skies, which are still my favorite sky concept we've ever done. Yeah. That's my favorite overall jersey. Yeah, still, um, a great jersey. I own three of them. <laughs> Plus, uh, I got a bunch of the blanks from David, and we put our we we I have we have a the blue darker blue of that same year as they had blanks left over they didn't do anything with. They have our like Iron Horse logo and like the new awesome. like sponsorship on. So in our rec league, we play in those. But I have a Sky goalkeeper jersey because oh, it can't awesome. be the same as the. That's right. That one. So yeah. if you count that one, I have four jerseys. I have two. <laughs> I, have a, I have a two game worn from the boxes and then one that I bought originally. I am gonna be wearing those until they until they fall Wear apart. Out. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I love I love that we've introduced we've introduced Sky. Um, I think that. Um, I I almost kind of miss white. Yeah, like it's it's a little weird not to have a yep. not to have a white jersey. It's been in the mix, and I feel like we're at that point, you know, at a certain level where we do need that alternate for the field, and so so I you might you might see the, another one. Yeah, I think once once this gold is played out for this year, then uh, I mean, because that that was the nice thing about that uh, owner jersey, that original white one. It's it, it, it oh just yeah looked. It looked white from the stands. Oh yeah, or even the photos. I was like trying to find a photo where you could kind of see the the names on. You there. really can't. You can't. It was so subtle. It was awesome. Absolutely awesome. What do you think? You'll do a third owner's jersey? Like, oh yeah, we'll continue to do owner. So maybe the third yeah. jersey will be a white yeah version of the owner's jersey. I would maybe love that. I would love that. I love the gold owner's jersey and the choice to do in long sleeve mm-hmm. made some of us very happy. Yes, him yeah. too. Like I yeah. love I, that I, jersey. Yeah, that is Bought, a soccer I, staple that we just have never needed playing in the summer yeah. only. Yeah. It looks so good. Like yeah. it, the long sleeves a particular aesthetic as well that I like. That doesn't have to be the number one thing, but that's a good thing for me. But I just love that jersey. It's so clean and there's no shirt sponsor on it, which yeah. I don't have a problem with shirt sponsors, but without it it's just so clean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you see those old photos of the Premier League before they started having sponsors. It's just charming. There's so just something like, about it. Feels world cup. Yeah. So I don't I don't want to not have them. In fact, I think as a club, sorry designer Paul, that's about to hear this, but I think you should NASCAR them. I think anyone who should give you money, significant amount no, of money, I, should I think that should be included. That's true, I think that's true because I want the future of my club to be sustained by yes. a sustainable business model. Yes. Um, but like, there is something to be said about the clean lines of no sponsor jersey, or no sponsor. Really there really is the 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 gold that we used for that jersey is such a good color, the perfect the yeah. perfect shade. Uh, we had, I think. They sent us a, a swatch list of 20, I think, after we sent our first sample in. They were like, just so you can see, here's other ones. And it was in Hummel's recommendations that we found. Like, I I, I disagreed with the other designers, but they, they all were like, that one. And so I was like, okay, maybe that one. That one. <laughs> that one. Nailed it. And then it, it yeah, nailed it. Yeah. Absolutely nailed it. Hey, uh, so you said something interesting there uh, about about NASCARing jerseys, which you're wrong about. Like that's terrible. Lee Mackey's baby. Uh, <laughs> Listen, you can do it in a tasteful way. I trust Paul and his team to make it work. Like we could do it, but the, you just they have to pay you enough to money. They have to pay you enough money. Yeah. But I think there are Serie A teams when they come up from the from Serie B that have two shirt sponsors on the front, two primary sponsors mm-hmm. sometimes, and yep. like sometimes they clash. But you could choose to do it in a way that didn't clash. But even if they do clash a little bit, I want my club to be sustainable in the medium to long term. And I don't want to be at the whims of somebody who's just writing big checks every year. So 
give me sponsors that are writing big checks because they get value. Yeah. So let's actually transition gears here because, uh, well, Paul's chairman of the board. I am. So like, for yeah, how's, life. How, uh, how, <laughs> how has that been? Someone, the, the, the old chairman of the board went off and became mayor. So does that mean you're he mayor did. next or <laughs> no, are you the vice mayor? No, I, uh, I could definitely not do that. That is not <laughs> in my personality. If you guys could see the disgust on Paul's face at the idea of being <laughs> anywhere in public office. I am an introvert. There's no way I could do that. Um, yeah, so uh, it's it's been good because we've always, as a board, operated as a team. And so that's really kind of the only way that I could have done it is that everybody was like, will you please sererve? And I could go, oh. You got George Washington. Yeah, George Washington. Exactly. You got told. That's exactly told what I said. In that's a night. exactly what I said. You're like, I really don't want to. I will do George Washington, but you know, if anybody else could do it, it would be great. Um, <laughs> They're like, no, you need to do it. So I'm it, but it's just, uh, I have to be in more of a spokesman kind of a role, I guess. I get asked for quotes a lot, but that's about the extent of the difference. Um, otherwise, I'm you know just kind of hearing what the board is wanting to do and helping reflect that and kind of push that along so is it a lot different from just being a board member that had you know branding stuff obviously and some other input to being the kind yes. of the guy yeah uh, there's a lot more meetings that i need to go to and, <laughs> and be aware of so the, the nice thing has been I, I have a fuller picture of the club which is what we had at the beginning so i guess people don't really know this but um in the months coming up to the start of our NPSL amateur team, we would meet once a week as a board to kind of divvy up who needed to do what. And then it would carry on all the way through the summer. So we had a good five or six months where we met every single week. But you knew that you knew everybody and really everybody well. Everybody knew each other. Everybody knew what was going on as we've kind of transitioned, even in uh, 2019 where we kind of delegated a lot of stuff to Sheldon, there was a sense of like, you know, I, there was just stuff I didn't know. And so uh, moving into this right now has been really kind of nice to just get that fuller picture, especially now that we have a front office and we have a CEO and the, the, the staff doing all this sort of thing and the team has gotten bigger and bigger. There's so much that it'd be easy not to know about. And so that is the benefit, you know, the burden of having to go to all these meetings or make some decisions or, you know, give incredibly inciting wonderful quotes um <laughs> are you are you getting more comfortable with having to make public quotes or do you still hate I, it i still write stuff and go like that's terrible somebody do something with that and they never <laughs> edit you, them they never edit them i'm like you, did you even read it that was not what did you do Darrell, charlie yes, somebody help I me i said it to them they're like oh that's great like I've been in your position before. <laughs> I need some analysis there. Edit that. Uh, have to start every using quote, my just, writer friend. Just, every, just, just send things over to me. I got you. Okay, good. Every quote I've seen. I will, I will tell you if it's bad. Yeah, Matthew. There will, you go. Matthew. I mean, be ready because Matthew's not very nice. But uh, he was on. He's I'm honest. He's I'm honest if anything. Uh, but I can just imagine you yelling from. So anyone that's never been to Paul's office, they have a meeting room upstairs, and then a very communal workspace downstairs. And I can just imagine you sticking your head out from upstairs after taking a call, maybe yeah. or something, be like. Can somebody help me with a quote? <laughs> I don't, don't want to. That's a great idea. I do, do I sound like a real jerk if I say like, you know, because you never know what you sound like until, you know, somebody else tells you. You don't. Uh, yeah. My children tell me all the time about my, my texting voice. They're like, 
you're such a grump. I'm like, what? I'm, I'm <laughs> just to the point. I'm not what communicating clearly. About? I'm like, no, daddy. It's because you use punctuation. <laughs> That's probably it. That is probably it. My um, I don't abbreviate anything. The the lovely Italian lady I worked for, she was the director of the school in Italy, and she took me aside. I'd been like working as her assistant for like two weeks, and she was like, "You cannot write emails like this." And I was like, "Like what? Like I'm, I I made there's no I don't think there's any serious grammatical mistakes in this. I'm pretty proud of it." She's like, "You can't just like start in. You have to say hi. How are you? I hope you're well. How's the how's your day going? How's the weather? Like you have to start in with an introduction into this. You can't just write these people like, "Hey, can we get a train from this time to this time? And you know, does that work? Thank you so much. Like you can't do that." And I was like, "Why?" And she's like, "That's not how it's done." <laughs> and uh, and it's changed my email writing forever um, because somebody told me you sound like you know a callous jerk. Well, of course I can text you two differently than I could text somebody else because we know each other. But Precisely. she made it really clear that this is how you're coming off. And I, I thought I was just being direct. See, I thought I'm, I was I'm, wasting people's time. Yeah, I'm, he, I'm right. here to I'm here to normalize just being direct at the workplace. I mean, I'm luckily not in the workplace anymore, but myself, which is helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, and also don't have any children yet to uh, yell at me about anything. Uh, yeah, it. I'm I'm sure they yell. At you, I yelled at my parents a lot too. Yeah, and, and and then I feel a little bit bad about it now. Well, it's worse when they don't yell. It's worse when there's like several of them and they say something and they're all like, "Oh yeah, that's true." And you're like, "Wait, you've been talking about me?" Like oh man. Well, to be fair, you have a lot of them, so I'm sure they talk a lot they behind do, your back. They do. They do. There's a lot of them to share opinions. There's, yeah, true. there's way more, too many more op- too opportunities. Many. Yes. Fortunately, we we don't have them all together at once that often. By the way, how big is your kitchen table or dining room table? Or it's a giant round circle. Is it like the Knights of the Round it's Table? Eight, like it's like eight feet across, so you can squeeze in twelve. Our chairs are kind of wide, so it's difficult. But we've squeezed like fifteen people at the table before. But I mean, you got some little kids or people sharing a seat. But <laughs> it's it's yeah. Theoretically, my wife could not deal with. As multiple tables being left out it has to be a round table so there's no kids table yet no kids table we have to, for big events we've done sort of a, a kids table but yeah they're the ones that are like see ya we're bored yeah yeah we, we don't like you guys yeah. we're you're we're not cool precisely yeah At least, and that that you can deal with a little bit more yes you can deal with that that makes sense um are there are there any is there anything like and we're gonna ask specific questions too about being chairman of the board but is there like stuff you're really excited that you can share that you want people to be paying attention to i know that i'm sure as you guys are looking at things three five ten years out there's a lot of that stuff that can't be shared um i wish you would yeah. but like uh you know i know i know there's that kind of stuff you can't and there's ndas on all sorts of boards for reasons yes um i've served on a nonprofit board with i serve on a nonprofit board with ndas so like that's something i learned yes but i mean are there like things you can share that you're excited to that's coming down the pike maybe even stuff that's out there but maybe people haven't uh paid attention or may not know what's coming um yeah there's some really exciting stuff that'll come out very soon that i am not privy to share one thing that i two things that i can say is that the the board has had more opportunity to meet more frequently recently and there's certainly sort of, sort of a group of, of, of founders that we've all been kind of trying to get this team and this thing that turned into a club that we didn't ever expect to be able to kind of grow up and move out of the house on its own and kind of take care of itself. And it feels like it's it's at that point. Certainly, Jeremy 
uh, his coming in as a CEO uh, as really he understood, which I was, I asked him recently, I think it was like, is it intimidating to like come into a board of, I don't know what we are, 11 or 12, 9, 10, 12, it was a lot of people. Um, and he was like, yeah, it was intimidating, but that's kind of what I liked about it. This is very much a team doing stuff. And he's really quickly grasped what our purpose and our mission are and taken it and run with it. And then the staff that he's been hiring and building, um, they are great fits. And the only unfortunate thing is just, you know, that we're a small, lower level. We have some great people in the front office that slip away to much better, bigger things because they're talented and, you know, yeah. that's that's the hard part of kind of being where we are. But it's also the great thing of kind of like moving people up and on. And I feel like, you know, Jeremy identifying Rod and then us getting to interview him and kind of see his fit and how he's such a match with the culture. I, I feel really, really good about him. And Chris is just an amazing asset, kind of a, they're a, a nice duo, super yin and yang uh, in the best possible way. Yang, exactly. And, and they kind of know it. Um, and then watching the, the kids that, that Rod's brought in, um, I, I've been kind of, I don't know if they were prepped or something, but I was startled by how many came up and introduced themselves to me the very first time they're just anywhere around me. I, I, I don't think it's the kind of thing, like, oh, that's the chairman of the board. <laughs> you know, it's just the, I think that's just what they do. I don't know this person. I should meet him, which is, you know, kind of great. great. It's a great character thing to have. Um, and then certainly, uh, again, with announcements that are coming out, but there's just been a big commitment last at the end of last year from the board to you know make a f- significant financial investment in the club to kind of ensure its stability and see it kind of moving forward into the future. And I think we're all really excited about kind of what that opportunity provides and kind of where we'll be able to you know, move our eyes kind of off the ball of next couple months how are we going to make it because you know covid was just a difficult time for all for everybody all small lower level teams um and to just kind of be able to the sort of a relief of moving out of that panic mode to start to look at long-term vision like where are we going what are we doing and then lastly i think the thing that jeremy has also been really great at is pulling the different sort of parts of the family together because the foundation is a separate 501c3 it's you know it's mm-hmm. not owned by us but it certainly is representing us and probably more in the community uh even than we are even though you know our kind of work and sport and training is you know really a great opportunity to get involved with people of all ages and then the, certainly the academy which is its own separate 501c3 from the other two to be able to pull all them together and just have them know what each one's doing on yeah. a monthly basis has really helped them form that sort of bond of a family and certainly a team. Um, but it's just much, much bigger than it used to be. There's just so many people involved and so many people uh, contributing in very significant ways. And it's just really kind of heartwarming when you get to hear it and see it and see what everyone's doing. So I don't know if that really answers your question, but that's kind of what's, currently going on but i think you know there'll be some exciting announcements in the next few weeks and months so so i know you can't like i'm gonna bet that you can't say a lot of specifics regarding this but you know i think anyone that noticed the cfc released their financials um from last year and and they're out there from the year before and you know we lost about a million bucks again yep. um 
so if I'm reading your tone correctly, you're saying like there's been significant investments and you're not concerned. You're not worried that that's the last million bucks we can lose. And I mean that like this soccer's teams don't make a lot of money, right? right. Like you want to break even. And I've on this podcast a lot of times said like, I want to see us as, at a quarter million dollar loss, mm-hmm. not at a million dollar loss. Correct. So like, again, I know, and I know you maybe not can't share specifics, but you're not nervous about the, one to three year future of CFC and correct. Cool. Yes. Cause it's, I nice mean, place to be. when I see numbers like that, I get a little nervous, you know? Oh, so, you <laughs> <laughs> try being chairman of the Titanic over, you know, you don't yeah. want to be that. So yes, that, that's very much the case. And I think, you know, the thing that shouldn't be construed is, um, that there's not a further long-term plan being put in place. There's some, you know, very, talented minds being in, invested into the club as well that will help kind of continue to move us toward that point of uh, how can we be financially responsible and, you know, certainly pay for itself. Cause I think that's the the goal of the, the club. There's no, it doesn't need to be a charity. Can't, can't move out of the house uh, to use your metaphor yeah. earlier. If it can't pay its own bills. Yeah. If, yeah. if daddy's still going to get the credit card, that club that lives in the basement. Yeah. The parents <laughs> does, We've we've talked a lot on this podcast. Breezy mentioned you know losing a quarter million dollars as opposed to a million dollars is you know good near term goal heading towards self sufficiency. Uh, we've also talked a lot about you know needing to needing to resolve from a financial perspective like what the next evolution of our home is uh, without without getting into or shitting on Finley Stadium right now. Don't tempt me. Uh, <laughs> Can you believe I'm not right now? You're being very, you're being very uh, good very, right now. Very good. I've, I've, I've talked about, you know, looking for, you know, like apartments and things like that as a way to help bring down cost and help pay for things uh, over the long term. Does having some significant financial investment in your words to help take care of, we're not worried about the next three months a year. Does it allow the board and, and, and the folks that are working on things to dive deeper into those bigger, longer term, like stadium housing, uh, you yeah. know, like f- carpet bombing a certain section of land so that you can build a training complex and offices and, you know, all kinds of cool things like that. Yes. Yes. Without mentioning a particular part of town that that would be in. Yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't believe carpet bombing. I mentioned in this, uh, <laughs> And it had nothing to do with the, uh, the atrocities were going on in Ukraine and all over the world. Uh, Carpet bombing at home. Yeah. Well, sorry to bring it down. <laughs> yeah, you definitely just brought it down, man. Uh, but like that, that investment allows allows the like the mental capacity to shift towards precisely and the there, bigger the bigger things. Yeah, there there have been um, like like I was saying, sort of minds or committees joining the board that are. Uh, have a skill set that's a little bit different than we've had in the past that, mm-hmm. that provide sort of interesting, uh, loving data and crunching numbers and hypotheses and all that sort of thing that have been really quite helpful. So, yeah, yeah yes, I think there's those are things that kind of come into the next step, um, but they have already been discussed as important matters. And, and those, you know... Um, continuing to think about the best possible sort of stadium arrangements and certainly thinking about ways that you could, because we spend an enormous amount on travel 
and housing. And so finding ways to bring those down, if you could own something, which... Or an, air, an airline sponsor. Or an air, yeah, having a <laughs> Someone that flies out of Chattanooga. That would fly, that would be really hey, awesome. Hey, hey Crystal Air, I, <laughs> I saw you had a little partnership. Come on. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, so those sorts of things, I think, are now what this stability allows us to start to plan for and address, whereas before you're just trying to patch the holes in the, the dike, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that, yeah, you're feeling comfortable and you're feeling positive and optimistic because those yes. are, you know, yeah. I don't look at those numbers and go, oh, my God, we're going to die. But then, like, also, like, you, I wake up in the morning sometimes, like, oh, my God, we're going to die. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. you know. I, as I said earlier, you don't want to be at the whims of one person to, or two people or three people to write a big check. You want to you want the club to write the checks. Precisely. Um, so it's good to hear that there's plans and stuff ongoing for that. Yeah. Um, do you have any objectives for? Well, actually, before that, do you have a term set for uh, until you f- theoretically finish your term, and then and then on, on with that. <laughs> With wow. that, like, do you have objectives that you want to accomplish that you want to, that you are willing to say out loud that you've set for yourself, like goals you want? Chairman of the board, I want to say that I did this or I want to say that it's I did that. Easy. Yeah. Um, so. And maybe you're chairman for life and you're just stuck with it. <laughs> that, it was funny. I, I called Jeremy before and I was like, I, no one ever talked to me about what my term is. And he's like, uh. I don't really know if you have a term. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, perfect. Like, it might be for life. I was like, it, it was no, not no, chairman. No, no, no. Chairman for I life. Thinking, Congratulations, Paul. Two years. It was not. On. It was not a chairman election. It was an ascension. <laughs> Congratulations. We are cheersing to your ascension, whether you are or not. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I think you want someone else to take over the helm. Um, so, uh, broadly speaking, my goals were really to continue to hit on a lot of the things that we've already talked about, uh, just being able to kind of move the club certainly towards a more financially sustainable and strong position. Um, Certainly would love to grow popularity and attendance for the club. That's a a big thing. And I think that's one where we keep coming back to when have we had these huge amounts of fans at a game playoffs, playoffs, you got to win playoffs, winning, Mm -hmm. Winning I just hope we can helps. win a game. Winning helps. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So that's a, a big push too, you know. So how can we get the best players? How can we get the best coaches? Um, Straight cash, homie. It's true. It's a big it, part of I it. Mean, we saw that last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pay a lot of money for <laughs> good players. It, it works out a lot of the time. Um, and then certainly, I think as the community goes, so looking more on the foundation side, we've seen – a huge, huge impact in Highland Park from converting these tennis courts into futsal courts. You have at least 1,200 people a week using these facilities. Myself included. It's packed. It's packed. We have maxed out the adult leagues. Oh, yeah, you can't. There's no more teams and fit in. You and, and they sometimes groups come in and rent out three or four fields, and then you can't even play. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's right. an, it's a good thing. Like it's it's a good problem. So the whole hope of moving over to the vision of Montague Park, uh, you know, that's still only three fields, but they can be divided up in a certain amount of ways. Um, how do we continue to kind of carry that momentum? Because there's just such an immense. I mean, it's all ages. You know, young kids around eight to what do we have? 
what's the oldest folks playing in the league? I mean, uh, they have an over forties, over forties. Um, but they have, I can tell you, there's fifty year olds. There's a, there's a couple sixty year olds. There's a sixty six year old dude that um, we call Pastor. He's a, he's a pastor that I played on his team, and he's like sixty six, and he's not playing in the over thirties or over forties. He plays in just the regular <laughs> oh Tuesdays. Gosh. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and then, and so there's all ages, all genuinely. accounts. There's at least twenty six nationalities that participate in that neighborhood or the, there oh at least i mean I, least. I i just think we've got we've got a you know we got fields at highland park mm-hmm. we've got fields about to go in at montague park off of east 23rd street mm-hmm. that's just two parts of town that's two tiny parts of town the best part about it is that they're central which is a, something yes. that is not a lot of case um so my hope would be we uh went through a little exercise years ago with barge wagner where they sort of identified different plots of land that just were kind of going to waste uh, whether they were privately owned or, or publicly owned. And we, I, we identified spots within just a few miles for 12 fields. Um, now, of course it's not, doesn't happen. Easier just by magic. Done. Yeah. You know, Money for cheap. So the, the hope is just to kind of, you know, build Montague and help it thrive and continue to kind of keep moving the ball forward. In, in that regard, maybe there's another Montague after that. Yes, if exactly. Highland, if that Mon- would be the hope. If that Montague hope. is Highland Park 2.0, which I'm saying that yep. you're not saying that, yep. then what is Montague 3.0 exactly. or whatever? Precisely. And is there? I mean, can we take this further? Like, is there is there a plot in Hickson or Saudi Daisy? Right. Or exactly. Lookout yes. Valley. Or? That's not in the floodplain. You know. That's yeah. The yeah. Hugest thing is like all the major facilities, uh, for the most part, have resulted in flooding i mean i guess that's why nobody wanted to put anything there yeah so it's uh kind of continuing to to build the love of the sport and it, it, the nice thing about soccer is anything that can be played on a flat open field you can do it so lacrosse rugby cricket ultimate cricket yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a new one i don't know that that's popular here. well that's matthew no. <laughs> i mean that the, there are cricket fields. In North Georgia, there's a cricket field. I had, a, I had a, a Pakistani friend that like told me like they had a cricket league, and he showed me pictures. They're all like uh, in jerseys, like just like a rec That's soccer awesome. league. That's awesome. I did not but know But I, I don't know how far people drive for that league, right? Like, is that league people coming from hours away? Is that league people coming from 20 minutes away? I don't know. I don't have any data on that. I don't know. But if you build it, they'll come. Yeah. I would I would love to see more, even single fields, right? Mm-hmm. Three fields yep. is awesome at Montague. Highland Park's two for anyone that's never been there. It's two large fields that aren't quite 11 on 11. They're about eight by eight, eight, eight V8 sized. Yes. And they're you, you divide them up and you can go the other direction and you can go three smaller fields in the same one giant field. Just so, just one field would make, I think, yeah. in, in, in as many communities as possible, would make a big difference. Well, so it would. It I, really would. I would love to see some of the underused tennis courts or basketball courts, whichever, or, I mean, I don't know if there are other kind of courts. So I know they've started, I don't know if it's here, but in general they've started converting some of them to pickleball courts in places. Mm-hmm. I would love to see some soccer courts in Chattanooga yep. because if you have a single field, even if it's a five-a-side single field, it's very small, and they have now basketball goals and soccer goals that integrate together where you oh, can have them both. I have not seen yeah. that. I mean, awesome. you don't need to change like to artificial turf. Like you can keep concrete because yeah, they have well, concrete balls. Yeah, I have it's a better on turf, but a huge futsal guy in Charlotte and he did not want to play on the turf. He's like, that's not futsal. You need a hard surface for futsal. And I was like, Oh, I would love to al- nice also have. indoor facility. Like yes. Chattanooga does not have an indoor facility. Yes. That would make a gigantic difference. 
Uh, can you imagine for the the use for the academy mm-hmm. for all the time that it rains and they have to? <laughs> oh, all the time, all the time. Yeah, yeah. So like, it, there's there's still room to grow, and I mean that not disparaging anything that's been currently done. Like what's been done is awesome. Highland, I am consistently amazed by what goes on at Highland Park. Like Tony's doing an unbelievable job. Jonathan Dryling did an incredible job. Shout out Jonathan, who's now moved to the next phase of his life, the next season, as he calls it, of his life. <laughs> that's right. Um, but I, I can't wait to see what Montague brings because I mean I'm telling you Tony has brought that like he's just done the 2.0 version of what Jonathan he did. did. He, he took everything Jonathan did and he's built on it and he's continued to build and somebody's going to build on whenever whatever Tony does and Tony's going to continue building and creating his you know impact and legacy. Like somebody's going to build on top of that. Yep. And I can't wait to see what it is because that literally Highland Park went from kind of like a good chunk of people there every night to like it's there's a food truck there a lot of nights a, a lot of nights you can't get in a game because it's so busy so you go and you wait in line because there's only one field playing because every other field is either booked up with leagues or they're booked out or there's so much pickup going on and it's great like it's it's vibrant like there's people from all nationalities males females like young old like there's people sitting on the side watching there's dogs like there's people with like blankets and chairs like i've been seeing a lot of kids lately inside of like protective like like a pack and play but a little bit bigger like to keep like balls from hitting them yeah. like i mean it's really like yeah it's rocking and rolling i we can't need, wait to see Montague be, Montague becomes. yeah we need more i would love to see a ticket office at uh I would, love, I would love for it. And I, this wasn't my idea. I think it was Jeremy that said it a long time ago, but I would love to see people buy tickets to Chattanooga Football Club games yeah. at the at the concessions or, or the check-in place at Highland Park. Yeah. I think you should be able to buy single-game like tickets there. You'd go to some place that's not the stadium. To yeah, buy, you could buy, buy your ticket, yeah. yeah. Like, or someplace is a, licensed, is a licensed retailer. They can sell yeah. you tickets. Like, yeah. I would love to see, you know, you go up to the thing and you're like, oh, yeah, can I get four tickets for this weekend's game? And you get physical tickets. I know physical tickets are not common anymore, but, like, I just feel like there's got to be a way to work that out. Out. Yeah, because you should be able to go. Oh, like there's a soccer game this weekend. Yeah, hundred percent. Let me buy my ticket. Yeah, right here. So I don't I know. Like that that's idea. just a thought. That's a nice thing. And that's not an original thought for me. I, I don't know what's happened with it. It may be that you can now, but I don't think I don't know if that ever came to fruition. It is maybe maybe uh, this will be a good reminder for uh, for for folks in the because we've had some turnover in the ticketing office anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you you mentioned you know. Yep. This is a. Um, this is a club for the front office and for the for the players on the field. Like we want them, yep, uh, to we move want, on to bigger and better things. Move on to bigger and better things. Exactly. Yep. Um, and that and that applies. Uh, I'll mention it again. That applies for uh, for players coming in for our, our women's team. Yes. Uh, we yes. we want to see those players come in as amateurs and uh, kill it kill it for the summer and yep. go back to college and kill it or or you know maybe the next phase. Speaking uh, of which, get drafted in the I, NWSL, like go to Europe, like exactly, whatever it is. Exactly. I don't think we potted since uh, Randy Douglas was announced as the women's head coach. That's right. We have not potted since that happened. No. We've talked a lot about it, but we haven't potted since then. Yeah. So we should uh, we should get on that. <laughs> we probably need to do a full. Uh, it's gonna be interesting because I, th- I think things are gonna come really hard and fast. Well, we, we've seen. I think there's been. I think some of the, the club communications recently have mentioned like. You know, some players have been signed and tryouts are coming, which means like, oh, yeah, by the, the, by the way, are we I'm literally asking you this, like, while we're on still the podcast, recording. Are, are we releasing this thing? Like, hopefully as soon as possible. Yeah, I'll probably release it tomorrow morning. OK, so if you're listening to this on Friday, mm-hmm. which is uh, tomorrow, tomorrow 22nd? for us, the 22nd, yeah, it'll be Friday, one April, day from Chattanooga April, Day, four, two, three, April 22nd. Ah. And by the way, Chattanooga Day is also uh, going to be Kate and Zach's 
wedding anniversary. They're getting married on 423. Shout out. So shout out to Kate and Zach, who will never hear this. Uh, Actually, Zach might. (laughs) Kate definitely won't. She's too smart to listen to this podcast. Uh, I think it's going to get lost in the wedding stuff. But anyway, so if you're listening to this on Friday, April 22nd, uh, at Finley Stadium at 6 p.m., there is a women's tryout that's That's going on. Yep. Uh, And there's also going to be one at 1 p.m. on Sunday, the 24th. I think it grimes. That's right. That's right. Uh, in the old North River Soccer Complex, Correct. off of Access Road in, yep. in Hickson, um, so uh, come out. I think I'm going to. Are those open to the public? Do you know? Do you either? I would you know? think. I mean, the men's have been open to the public. They're yeah. open tryouts. So yeah, yeah, it's open. Open tryouts registration required is what I read. So yep. They call them supplemental tryouts, but yes, I mean, yeah, they said registration. said they're free. Just registration is yep. required. Yeah, which totally understand. So I'm going to try to go tomorrow tonight as you're listening tonight for us recording tomorrow night. Interesting. I hadn't thought about tomorrow. I was thinking Sunday, but yeah, I might, I might go with you. To, I might go with you tonight. <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. Tonight. Tomorrow. Yeah. Wait, tomorrow. Uh, yeah. I, I just think that's uh and, and like, you know, listen, I, I, I assume, um, I, I assume that we'll start getting some roster announcements you know, we'll, pretty soon too. And that'll be, yeah. be off to the races soon. Yeah, I'm 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 very I'm starting to get very excited. It's getting real. I've said on this podcast and off that it wasn't real until we hired a coach, mm-hmm. and we hired a coach. And you and were it, wrong by that, but like also, it's real now for you. Yeah, it's it, it, I I Extra real. I was definitely uh, jaded and unfair, but like that was still my feeling. Like it doesn't become real for me until you hire. Even after after we announced the season or whatever else, like it's just become so much more real for me now that we have a coach and now that players are going to start arriving. Like stuff gets arriving in, in announcement form. I mean, you know, like, this is this. I'm going like bouncing around here but we talked about like the women's brand and like the crest being the sky blue like mm-hmm. the, the the mirror and i think the best place where i've noticed it making a difference for differentiation has been on the on the schedule page mm-hmm. of the cfc website yep. yeah because like you just like scroll down scroll down it's mostly mm-hmm. men's stuff right now mm-hmm. and then it gets all mixed in the summer yes and it e- being able to easily see because like we have different mm-hmm. colors for road or home yep and so being able to easily see yep. that, like the different crest for, yep. oh, this is a women's road game. This is a women's home game. Like, yep. Cool. That yep. it's it's been helping. It's been helping a lot. Yeah. Um, as that, someone as someone who needs to like, keep their life together, well, and it, struggles doing that just in general. I did want to. This isn't related to that, but <laughs> I wanted to add up another plug for Jeremy. Like he he was talking to some very good coaches a long time ago, and we're at the final, final moment of signing them, and they would call and be like, I got this even better offer I, I have to take. It's going to make me unavailable. I have to move or whatever. So we had two people do that where they were that good that we almost had them, and then they moved on. And I think Randy will be an, an amazing fit. You know, I think... Um, My understanding is he didn't apply initially. Correct. Because he, th- he felt like he was too far away or whatever else. So... Mm-hmm. Um, which I, when I found that out, that made me feel a lot better mm-hmm. um, because I just figured he was, this is just me assuming like, oh, it's just the third choice, right? But he's not really the third choice. Right. He's the third choice because he was the third person that reached the top of the interview, but he was not amongst the original. Inter- am I am I off there? I don't know that story. I think that's, that's what I was, probably the case. That's what I understood from- I've not been involved in sort of any of that. They, they kind of like, oh- Paul, you don't know any of that. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. You haven't told me anything. I'm not included <laughs> in the meetings. I don't. I don't know what's going on. So that's one area that I'm super in the dark about. I do know I have two daughters 
going to the open tryouts. So that's fun. all right. All right. All right. So, so we'll see you tomorrow night. So tomorrow night, I, I hope. I hope I get to be there, but definitely Gardner will be there, and she is a good player. She are we are we tailgating? Is, or are we bringing beverages? And we're <laughs> and she was all state for GPS. Okay, nice. Um, so How old is she now? Is she in college? She's eighteen, going on college. Okay, so she's the right age for the. Yeah. She's not. What, and your other daughter? Effie is just kind of trying out for moral support. She is. Uh, 20, first off, I love that. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. She is twenty three. Okay, I think she's twenty three. Um, and she is uh, a tough defender. She's the only kid of ours that seemed to be super competitive. Like most of our kids just like playing the sport and it was fun. And occasionally if they played that right team, then they would, you'd be like, where, where has that been? Why have, why have we not seen that in your whole career? Or like, oh, I hate those guys. I if you played like that every game, you would have scholarships to college. Like, what on earth? Like, oh, I don't really, I don't know about that. So, yeah, uh, yeah. so Gardner had uh, the assistant coach of Kentucky talking to her, and she's just kind of, I don't know, I think I'm kind of done. But I played for CFC. So, well, we'll see if she makes it. Club over college. She's a good hey, I love it. I love it. That's that's awesome. Well, you know, maybe I'll be there with a flask and uh, watching the game and uh, – Tailgating a little bit, not the game. Sorry, the uh, the tryouts. The tryouts. I, I assume no, they may not have an eleven eleven. The eleven on eleven maybe on Sunday. We'll see if they have one. But no idea. Boys, is there anything we missed? Anything, Paul, that you wish we would have asked you about? That you're like, I hope these guys ask me X, Y, or Z. No, you did a good job. I think we covered a lot of territory pretty efficiently compared to our last podcast. <laughs> oh, listen, our last podcast is one of the greatest uh, in the history of this podcast. So if you if you guys haven't, you can scroll back through the episodes. This will be episode 61, I think. I don't remember what the original one was, but it's maybe you know, episode 20-something or whatever. It was pretty early it's on. It's an all-time good one. The nice thing about it is that while we talk a lot about design, we cover a lot of history in that one, yeah. which yes. I, I like. Listen, that one is an absolute banger, and had I done more homework, I would have listened to that last night, but we were at a game. But I would have listened we were, to that last we night preparing busy. for this because yeah. yeah. I'm sure I asked you some questions during this one that I asked you last time, and I just didn't remember. But <laughs> not many, not many. I don't think we had spent like a lot of time together before that podcast. Like we hung out a little bit, but correct. like that's three right. hours together, like on in front of mics, like you get to know somebody a little bit, <laughs> and that's the yeah. be- I think that's the beauty of podcast. Like, yeah. like you get to it, it sets the stage for asking questions and explaining things that you just aren't going to have always in regular conversation. That's exactly right. So Paul, thank you. Thank you for your steward, your stewardship of the club for continuing to do what you do. And uh, hopefully we'll have you on again in the future when there's more big news or maybe there's more new jerseys or I don't know when, <laughs> when you, uh, I don't know, announced the, uh, the Red Bank soccer complex. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> would love it. I would love it. If people want to reach out to you via email or on social media, is yep. there anywhere they can get in touch with you? Well, I've been, uh, really enjoy not being on social media. So I would say emailing me is the best thing to do. And that's Paul at ChattanoogaFC.com. Awesome. People, if you want to, if you got something really good to give Paul, some good advice, some, uh, let me have it. Let him, let him have it. You got hey, let great ideas get crowdsourced, right? That's like, exactly right. Yeah. I mean, I think in the design world, that's one of the things you teach us all the time on these podcasts. You always say like, it's collaborative. It is collaborative. And yeah. it's it's the best ideas win. Yeah. Matthew, the people want to find you on the internet. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at I am Caniglio. You can find me on Twitter at Whiskey is Fine. You can find the pod on uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Section 109 Podcast. Thanks for listening.